Welcome to Build with Hari Rao, a podcast by Get Ready Ministry. Let's receive today's word. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Hello to each of you in the most precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I trust you are doing well and prospering in your walk with God. It gives me great joy to meet all of you. Last week, we started off um, an important conversation about the Spirit of the Living God. We started off, I started teaching on the precious Holy Spirit. I believe you have been blessed by that word. You know, I so thoroughly enjoyed bringing that word. I don't know if you guys have recognized, but over the last few day, weeks, I have sensed a definite shift in the weight that the word of the Lord is coming to us. It, many of it is such simple thoughts, such simple ideas, but it's coming from a dimension where even I have not seen truth from that perspective. Uh, I still remember when last week I, I taught on the Holy Spirit and we spoke about the seal of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit is a, like a birth certificate, is like your certificate of adoption into the kingdom of God. It's such a simple thought, but it is a profound, profound revelation because it is going to shift and change the way you think of the Holy Spirit and the way you think of yourself. Or for another matter, when I said the Spirit of God is the DNA of God. Man, that one statement, I have not heard that anywhere before. And yet it came to us with such clarity, such, such, such power. I'm saying this not because I want to boast about myself or make myself big. I want to celebrate and honor this God who's so concerned about us, who cares for us such, with such capacity that he teaches us his word so we may be built accurately. Will you take a moment and just thank and appreciate the Lord Jesus today? Please, let's just take a moment and appreciate God for what he has been doing in and for us. Amen. I'm just, I'm really grateful. I'm really, really, really grateful. I have been in the church for almost uh, 20 years now. And I've never heard some of these things taught the way it is coming to us. So we must be very grateful to the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is going to be another exciting uh, session. You know, I was getting ready this evening and the Lord was, um, I was taken in a vision. In my thoughts, the Lord gave me a very profound thought. He wanted me to remind you that while you may not see the full picture, remember that you are a work in progress in the mighty hands of the Holy Spirit. You see, nobody stands by and appreciates a building that is still under construction. Everybody loves a house that is fully built, fully constructed, painted, Sanitation is done, solar paneling is done, the walls are done, the wardrobes are done. Everybody stops and appreciates a house that is fully built and completed. Many a times we look at other people's lives and we see that so much of their house is already built and completed and it's beautiful. And then we look at our lives and we see that it is still a work in progress. It's still there's still cement outside the house. There's still bricks that have to be laid in. The paint is not done. The plumbing is not done. And the temptation is to compare 
my process with somebody's completed product. The temptation is to compare your process, where you are, your journey to somebody else's finishing mark, for somebody else's end of the life. It's not fair. And I want to, I don't know, this is coming prophetically to somebody today. The God who started a good work in you is faithful to complete it. You may not understand everything. You may not see the full picture. You may not see every room completed. But remember this, the God who started a good thing in your life, he is faithful to complete it. Your work in progress, but you are work in progress in the hands of God, in the mighty hands of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I don't want you to forget that. I want you to remember this, that the God who started a good thing in you, the God who started a good thing in you, He is faithful to complete it. He is faithful to complete it. So brick by brick, precept upon precept, layer by layer, you are being built by the Lord. Amen. Could you take a quick moment to thank God that you serve a faithful God. You serve a good God. You serve a God who doesn't... You know, God is the only person who doesn't abandon projects. Did you hear what I said? God is the only person that doesn't abandon projects. He completes what he starts. He finishes what he begins. God has never started a product. God has never started a work that he has not completed. So, irrespective of... <laughs> I may get into trouble for saying this, but irrespective of how godly you think you are or how perfect or how prayerful you are or how you think you have done well in life or not done in well life, your success is in the hands of a faithful God who has never failed. Did you hear what I said? Your life is in the hands of a God who has never failed. He will always finish what he began. I would like to continue our conversation on the precious Holy Spirit. I feel uh, a bit underprepared today, but as always, the Lord has given me uh, fresh thoughts that I would like to share with you. Many a times, I and I'm being honest with you, and if you talk to my wife, she will tell you that Many a times, I don't even know in what direction the Saturday nights go. I will come with a few thoughts here and there, and then the Holy Spirit will come and take over. And I will go in a completely different direction. So let's pray and begin. Father, we come to your throne of grace. And we want to thank you for reminding us that we are work in progress. Ah, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Bless the ministry of the word this evening, God. Not according to my capacity, but according to the hunger of your people. Feed them. Feed them, I pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. If you have not shared this broadcast with somebody, please go ahead and share it with them now. Now would be a good time to invite somebody to come join us. I want to draw your attention to the first letter to Corinthians, the first letter of Corinthians, chapter 12. We will read a couple of verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 
13. I'll read for us. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. Let me read that to you one more time. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. When we are born again and we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, Christ becomes an equalizer. Let me say that one more time. When you are born again, irrespective of what your background was, irrespective of what your history was, irrespective of whether you are rich or poor, irrespective of what kind of uh, ethnic background you came back, in Christ, you shed away that old identity and you put on a new identity and you are placed in one location called the body of Christ and you are made to drink of one spirit. So Christ becomes an equalizer, equalizer, men and women, children and elders, rich and poor. It doesn't matter what religion you came from, Hindu or Muslim or Ar but at the, at this point called Christ, you are all given the same status as the Son of God. You're all given the same status, the same position as a son, as a daughter of God. Beloved, this is good news. This is good news. Oh yes, this is good news. This is good news. This is good. Which means that the guy that studied in Harvard and the guy that has never opened a textbook have been given an equal position. Oh my God. The guy that has never opened the book <laughs> can't even sign his name. And the guy that, that passed out of the biggest college but in Christ they are equalized, 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 equalized. My God. Which means that you can be a multi-billionaire and somebody can be, somebody could have been an absolute pauper, a beggar on the street. But when you come to the kingdom of God, when you enter the kingdom of God, when you are saved, when you are born again, the billionaire and the beggar sit at the same table. Did you hear what I just said? The billionaire and the beggar are seated at the same table of the Lord Jesus Christ and partake in the same spirit. Christ is an equalizer. Christ is an equalizer. Christ is an equalizer. So he gave and gives his spirit without partiality, without consulting your background, without consulting your religion, without consulting your bank balance. Oh my God, my God, my God. Ah, what a precious gospel this is. Today we live in a world, today we live in a world that is so divided that is so torn, so broken, so at war with each other. Because all we can see is differences. All we can see is I am this and you are that and all of this stuff. But in the gospel of Jesus Christ, in the kingdom of God, you have been made equal. My God. Yeah, you're washed by the same blood, placed in the same location. You're made to drink from the same spirit. My goodness, we thank God. We thank God. Aren't you happy? <laughs> Aren't you happy that you serve a God who's not a partial God? Aren't you happy that you serve a God that does not discriminate? Aren't you happy that, that in the kingdom all have been made equal, irrespective of your background?
So, when we are born again, the scripture says the Holy Spirit places us in the body of Christ. Let's read one more verse. It's very important now. Very, very, very important. We're still talking about the Holy Spirit, okay? We're still talking about the Holy Spirit. You know, I can't get over that picture. I just cannot get over that picture. That we are all made equal in Christ. That Christ becomes the equalizer. Ah, I am my God. Which means that somebody that had several disadvantages in life. All his disadvantages are now removed and Christ becomes his equalizer. Christ becomes his advantage. Ah, oh my God. Ah. Ah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. That is why the thief the thief, the thief, the thief that died next to Jesus on the cross will also be sitting at the same table that David will be sitting at, that Abraham will be sitting at, that Elijah and Elisha will be sitting at. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. If this is not good news, I don't know what is good news. The thief who was hanging next to Jesus at the cross. In one moment, he all he said was, Master, remember me in your kingdom. By that one act of prayer, he is now transferred into a family where he is a co-heir, an equal son, an equal daughter, an equal participator, an equal heir, an equal son, son of adoption. Oh my God. Son by birthright into the same family that boasts of Abraham and Jacob and Isaac and King David and the great prophets on hold. And he, imagine his shock. He's sitting at the same table because of one act, because of Jesus Christ. Jesus made us equal. Jesus made us equal. Christ is the equalizer. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. His greatest, the thief's greatest achievement in life was to be hanging next to Jesus. That was his, that was the pinnacle of his life as a thief. But because he accepted the Lord Jesus, into his heart. He's now sitting at the table. On his right hand, probably David is sitting, or one of the other prophets are sitting. Ah, oh, my God. That's why the book of Joel, the book of Joel prophesied, prophet Joel prophesied, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit. I will pour out my spirit. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. All flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. My God. The elders will dream dreams. The young men shall see visions. The male and the female servants, they will prophesy. Oh, I will pour out. Ah. I'm sorry, I'm just taking my time because I'm so grateful. I can cry. I can cry. In a society that wants to divide us and segregate us, put a, um, a, a price tag on us, tell us where we belong, how we can fly. You don't belong in the business class because you can't afford the money for the business class. You have to fly economy. Some of us can't even fly. So you take the local train. Some of us can afford. In a world that constantly wants to remind us of what we have and what we don't have and where we should be, where we should not be, Christ is an equalizer. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. <sighs> oh. You know, you 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 may not appreciate this, but if you have ever wanted to be at a celebration, or if you ever wanted to be invited to a party, but they didn't they didn't invite you because you were not good enough, you are not cool enough, you are not rich enough, you are not in the cool club, you're not in the cliques, you're not in the in the groups, and you felt rejected. You felt unwanted. And here is a savior. Here is a God who has invited you to the greatest celebration, the greatest party ever. And you are all seated at the same table. What a good God we serve. What a good God we serve. We're all baptized into one body and made to drink from one spirit. No rich, no poor, no male, no female, no Jew, no Greek, no free, no slave. We are all equal. All equal. 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 Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Ah. <laughs> uh, Okay, I'm trying to move on to the next point, but I am just so overwhelmed at this thought. So overwhelmed. That God has equalized us all. All right, but we must continue. We must continue. First Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 18, verse 18. But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. Now, I just told you that you have been placed, you have been equally placed in the body of Christ. But equal does not mean random. Mm. Equally loved, equally valued. You have equal access to the presence of God, but not random. <laughs> not random, not haphazardly, not without strategy, not without forethought, not without deliberation. As it is, the scripture says, listen to this, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose, which means that God uniquely, strategically, intentionally, purposefully, placed you in the body of Christ in a certain location because he chose you to put you there. He chose you and strategically made a choice that hurry needs to fit into this part of the body. Christina must fit into this portion of the body. Somebody else, Santosh, has to place in this part of the body. God intentionally arranged you. Not random, not like you just got lucky and you got into the body of Christ. No, you were deliberately saved and chosen and placed. Placed, 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 intentionally placed. Ah, so what does that tell me, my people? What does that tell me? What does that, that you are not a mistake? You just didn't happen to get saved. You just didn't happen to be in the right place. You just didn't happen to walk into a crusade and get saved. You just didn't happen to marry somebody and went to church. You just didn't happen to, to get saved. No, 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 no. From the foundations of the earth, before the foundations of the earth, even before your mummy and papa thought of you, God chose you, God saved you, and now God has placed you into the body of Christ. You are not 
a mistake. If anything, you are divinely placed, divinely arranged by God. Mm. It's not a mistake. It's not a mistake. It's not a mistake. It doesn't matter how hard your life has been. It doesn't matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter how your childhood was. It doesn't matter if your parents were married when they gave birth to you. It doesn't matter if they are married or divorced or single. God divinely chose you and has placed you in the body of Christ. You are divinely arranged. Divinely. Come on, say it me. I am divinely arranged. Divinely chosen. Divinely arranged. Not a mistake. Not a mistake. Not a mistake. No. God placed me there. Oh, that gives me such a, such a, such a joy. Ah, such a joy. You know, I, I have, I have family friends who are farmers and as a child we would sometimes go to their farms and in the village and I had the privilege of seeing how some of these farmers work. Of course I won't get into the details of how they prepare the ground and everything which they do but I I saw something when 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 they would, it was time to plant the seeds. This family friend, I don't know what what grain it was or what vegetable it was. What they would do was they would take the seed and they would throw it into the field. You know, just within that plot where they had prepared the ground, they would they would throw the seed and the seed would fall in different parts of that field. The Bible doesn't say you were thrown into the field. The Bible doesn't say you were just randomly whisked through that. No. You were, you were planted. You were intentionally placed and arranged. It's like, it's not like you're a mass production crop that is just thrown, but you're like a precious flower. Or, or it's like how your mummy or your your uncle or your auntie would buy a pot and prepare the soil and then plant a seed, intentionally plant a seed. That's how you were carefully arranged by the Holy Spirit. You are not a random act. Uh, you know, my, my, my mommy goes to church, so I go to church. I'm a Christian. Um, I was born in a Christian family, so I'm like, no, 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 no. You are not accidentally a Christian. You were chosen by God. Chosen by God. Chosen by God. Chosen by God. Let that get into you. You were chosen by God and placed, arranged. Ah. Arranged. Not a mistake. Not accidental. Intentional. You are purpose built. Can I say that one more time? You are purpose built. You are engineered by God for a function. Okay. So what is the first thing the Holy Spirit does? He arranges you. God, the Holy Spirit, arranges you in the body of Christ. You and I don't get to choose where we fit into the body. The Holy Spirit fits us into the body. The Holy Spirit places us strategically based on the will of God, based on the arrangement. I will get into all of that. You are placed, you are arranged. So there is a location that is made for you. <laughs> there is a location in the body of Christ with your name on it. You were custom built to fit that place. You were custom built to fit into that place. Custom built. Custom built. Custom built. Yeah. So first thing. You are arranged by the Holy Spirit 
and placed, placed, placed in the body of Christ. This You must get this. You must understand this. You must get it into your DNA. It must become a part of your subconscious mind that I am chosen and divinely arranged by God. Okay. My God. My God. My God. Okay. Did you get that? Did you get that? I'm chosen by God. Chosen. Arranged. Chosen by God. Arranged by God. Second. You are custom built by God. You are divinely fashioned by God. You are custom built by God. Let me say that. You are arranged in the body with an assignment, with a specific assignment. And it is the Holy Spirit that ushers you into your assignment. You are custom built for a purpose. You are divinely arranged for an assignment. You are custom built for a purpose. You are custom built for a calling. You are divinely arranged by God into an assignment. I, I, you know, some of you, some of you might not like what I'm teaching because for some of you, it, 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 it is not exciting. It's not like, oh, let's shout. Oh, no, no, no. But what I am teaching you will, will settle in your spirit and will carry you for the next 20, 30 years. I am not interested in exciting you. I am interested in building you. Yeah. I am not raising raising sheep. I am raising lions for the glory of God. I am raising leaders for the glory of God. So that is why I, I, I pick topics that most people don't talk about. Yeah. Okay. So you are custom built into your calling. You are custom built into your calling. You are arranged within your assignment which means tomorrow morning you can't get up and decide to be a prophet tomorrow morning you can't get up and decide to be an apostle you can't get up and say oh you know what i can sing so i'll become a worship leader no 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 you don't get to decide 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 the lord jesus places you the Holy Spirit places you into your assignment. He is the one appointed by the Father to arrange you into your assignment. How do we go about doing stuff in church? We're like, hey, can you sing? Oh, you can sing. So you must be, uh, you must be, uh, you, you, you should become our worship leader. No. If God were to consult only our talents, listen to me. If God were to consult our talents, I will have no place in the kingdom of God because I can't sing, I can't play any instrument, I, 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 I don't think I have any other talents. No. God doesn't call you based on your talent. God calls you because he has custom made you. He has fashioned you, arranged you a certain way. If Jesus was uh, if Jesus was born today, we would have seen that he's a very good carpenter, and we would have given him the assignment of designing uh, chairs and tables in our churches. That's what we would have done with Jesus, because externally, the skill that Jesus had, the skill that Jesus developed, was that of a carpenter. He was a carpenter's son. He made nice tables and chairs and fixed doors and all of that stuff. So if he had come into a church today, we would say, what do you do, brother? Oh, you, you're a carpenter. You know what? There is a window that is broken here and we need to make a few chairs. So why don't you use your God-given talent of carpentry to build the church of God? We would have limited Jesus to a carpenter. No. 
We need to go beyond our superficial skills and superficial talents. Just because you can sing doesn't mean you have to be a worship leader. Just because you work in the IT industry doesn't mean you have to sit behind a computer in the church. No. We need to investigate. How has God fashioned me? How, what, ah, what is my custom-built purpose? What is my custom-built calling? How did God fashion me for a purpose? And it's a journey you go on with the Holy Spirit. Because only the Holy Spirit can reveal to you where you are placed and what your function is. Unfortunately, today... The church is plagued with callings that, that are not callings. Um, whatever is popular is the flavor of the month. You know, if a healing evangelist is famous, everybody wants to become a healing evangelist. If a prophetic gift is uh, popular, the, everybody wants to become a prophet. If, if, if a teacher is popular, everybody wants to become a teacher. This is not how we function people of God. We are custom built into our calling. We are arranged into our assignment, which means that you and the Holy Spirit have to go into a deep conversation, a deep journey to understand, to know where you are placed. And here's the, here's the funny part. Your calling is not individualistic. Your calling is not about you. Your calling is not about you becoming great. Your calling is to identify the location that God has placed you in and the function that you were given and serving that function. Now, some of you are going to become famous and popular and you will be in front of public eyes and some of you will never see a gathering more than five people. That doesn't mean you are of less value. Just because you clean the toilets and somebody else is holding a microphone and singing doesn't mean that God has different value propositions. No, 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 no. The guy that cleans the value is equally important as the guy that is holding the microphone. The guy with the broom and the guy with the microphone are both important to Christ. Come on. I'm not being harsh, am I? In fact... The guy that cleans the toilet and holds the broom, I think qualifies for a greater reward because he does all of this in secret. The guy that's holding the microphone and singing all these nice songs and preaching all these sermons at least gets the praise of the people. They, they come and say, oh my God, you are such an amazing singer. You're getting so much, you know, you, you, you enjoy so much of fame and popularity. That is part of your reward on earth. But the guy, that, that nobody sees, that nobody knows. They don't even know what his first name and last name is, but he's there every day cleaning up the church, cleaning the floor, washing the toilets, washing the floor, cleaning the walls, doing the, ah, my God, my God. His reward is will be great because he gets no public appreciation. Come on, somebody say with me, I am custom built into my calling. I'm custom built into my calling. Arranged by God into my assignment. <sighs> okay. Now because we are a body, because we are built into one body, which means that I wish I had something to show you, but I, I don't have a, an example to show you, but let me try. You, your success, your individual success, your ability to fulfill that role is as dependent on you as, as the other vessels that are around you, that are connected to you. So your success is just not dependent on you. Your success is as important as the success of those around you, which means 
I don't, I, it is not enough for me to succeed as an individual. I must learn to succeed collectively together with every vessel that is connected to me. Because a body fails, if just the heart is functioning and the liver is not functioning, the body still fails. Or, or, or the livers are functioning but the kidneys are not working, the body still loses. In order for the body to be healthy, in order for the body to be successful, everything must succeed. Everything must function as designed. So it is not about individual glory or individual actualization. It is about collective glory, collective function and collective success. I don't want to spend too much time, but you guys understand what I'm trying to teach. So don't get carried away about self-actualization. About, about bringing the greatest profit. These are harsh lessons. But we have to learn. We have to learn. We have to learn. We have to learn. So, I'm chosen by God. I'm custom built by God. In other words, I'm arranged, divinely arranged. And I'm I'm placed into my assignment. I'm placed, divinely placed into my assignment. Third, are you ready for this? My placement or my arrangement and my assignment demands a certain anointing. So the Holy Spirit not only arranges me, and places me in my assignment, but he's also the one that gives me a peculiar and a particular anointing that is required for me to succeed. Which means that your anointing is wired exactly for you. It's like a custom made suit. So your assignment will decide your anointing. Your assignment will decide your anointing. So when the spirit, I, I'm showing you a mystery now. I'm showing you a mystery. You must, you must be with me now. So when you get born again, when you get born again and you receive the precious Holy Spirit, all right, and this precious Holy Spirit enlightens you, speaks to you, and, and reveals to you what your assignment, what your function in the body of Christ is. At that hour, at that point in time, he also, I'm, 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 I'm picking my words carefully. What he also does is that he comes into you in a certain configuration. The anointing comes to you in a certain configuration. The grace of God is configured in a certain way and given to you so you can succeed in that assignment. So, so the, the anointing on your life and the grace upon your life is configured to you. Configured in your life in such a way that you can succeed in the place that God has placed you. So the Holy Spirit arranges you. The Holy Spirit places you in your assignment. And the Holy Spirit brings a specific anointing. A specific grace configuration into your life. So you can do what God has called you to do. This is very, 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 very important. Don't go around asking for Elijah's anointing if you are not called to do what Elijah's called to do. Don't go around asking for Benian's anointing if you are not called by God to do what Benian is doing. Don't go around asking and for stuff that is not in your purpose, that is not in your assignment. It is a malfunction, it is a misfit. I'm telling you, nobody's going to like what I'm sharing because it's so unpopular. Everybody wants a certain oil. Everybody wants a certain anointing. Everybody wants a certain grace. But wait, is it in line with your assignment? Is it in line with your purpose? What has God called you to do? You know, from the time I got born again, from the time, from the time I got born again, 
from the time I was born again. And I began to understand a little bit about the Holy Spirit and about callings and anointings. And because I was sensitive, and I'm talking about 20 years ago, 20 years ago, okay? I always knew that the call on my life was prophetic. I always knew, deep down, I always knew, I always knew, I always knew I was called to be a prophet in the church. But I was in a church that has never seen a prophet. I was in a church that never used to prophesy Sunday mornings because back then the pastoral calling was the grace and the assignment, the function that was so magnified. You know, because of great leaders like Dr. Paul Yongicho and my pastor Paul Tangaya and other several leaders, the pastoral gift was on display. So everybody wanted to be a pastor. Everybody. Everybody. But I never, never, never felt led to be a pastor in that function, in, th in that sense. Why? Because when you develop a walk with God, when you develop, I, 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 when you develop a friendship with the Holy Spirit, He begins to show you where you belong and how you function and what coat, what anointing, what grace, what tools, what technologies he has decorated you with. So when you begin to, that is why when you call yourself a prophet and you don't have the anointing of a prophet, you fail. That's why when you call yourself an apostle and you don't have the calling and the anointing of an apostle, you fail. That's why you, 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 you call yourself a pastor and you send yourself into a place and you try to build a church. You fail. Why? Calling yourself anything doesn't mean you get the anointing. You must be called by God, sent by God, divinely arranged by God for that anointing to come to you. So, so I had no clue what it is to be a prophet. I had no inclination because I never saw the gift. Today, every corner has a prophet. But back then, no. But deep in my spirit, I knew I was being set apart to be a prophet unto the Lord. And that calling of a prophet attracts an anointing. That assignment of a prophet attracts an anointing. I don't know if, if you guys are with me so far. Today, there is such a mass identity crisis in the church because because one leg looks like Benny Hinn the other leg looks like uh, TB Joshua then one hand looks like Joel Osteen and somebody else looks like Stephen Furtick and, and you know because we want to do everything we want everything you will not succeed at anything you must understand you must understand you must Understand, you must understand where God has placed you and what is the purpose on your life. The placement and the purpose will decide the power. The placement, the purpose will decide the power. The arrangement and the assignment will decide the anointing. I'm just using different types of words to explain the same point because I want this into your heart. I want this into your heart. I want it to go deep down in your spirit. Finally, let me close with this. So, so let's do a quick recap. The Holy Spirit arranges you. The Holy Spirit places you in your assignment. And the Holy Spirit brings a specific anointing on your life. And finally, the Holy Spirit brings access. The Holy Spirit brings access. So assignment, arrangement, assignment, anointing, and finally, access. God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ will be strangers to you without the help of the Holy Spirit. Did you hear me? If the Holy Spirit is not actively working in your life, 
God is a stranger. Jesus is a stranger. It is the work of the Holy Spirit that makes God close. Holy Spirit makes Jesus a reality. He is the one that brings us together. He is the one that brings us close. You know, God is invisible, right? God is invisible. In many ways, God is intangible, which means I can't hold him in my hand and uh, you know, so on and so forth. God is invisible. In many ways, God is intangible. But what the Spirit of God does, He makes this invisible, intangible God a reality. You don't see Him. You don't touch and hold Him. Yet, you know beyond a shadow of doubt that He's real. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you can testify to this? You don't see this God, but you know He's there. You don't, you don't, you know, it's not like you can hold his hand and walk, but yet you can hold his hand and walk. But it is the Holy Spirit that makes him real. But let's spend a little time about access. The Holy Spirit is the search engine of Trinity. The Holy Spirit is the search engine of God. The Holy Spirit is the search engine in the kingdom. The Holy Spirit is the search engine, search engine in the spirit realm. You will be utterly confused without the help of the Holy Spirit. When you want to understand a matter, when you want to understand a thing, when you want to understand a mystery, it is the precious Holy Spirit that can take the mystery, that can take the matter, that can take a thing that you want to understand and decode it in such a way that your heart and mind can understand it. If you forget everything, remember what I just said. The Holy Spirit is the search engine of God. Without Him, you will not be able to locate or understand any matter, any stuff, any truth, any revelation, any mystery. So if I am teaching you something and you're sitting in your house and you are you're able to understand what I am saying, it is because the Holy Spirit in me is communicating to you and making these mysteries a reality. That's why when you open the Bible, how many times have you read your Bible and have not understood it? And yet, some years later, you'll go back to the same passage and you'll be blown away. You'll be so amazed. Like, how, could, how did I not see this? How come I didn't understand this? Because now, the Holy Spirit has opened the truth. The Holy Spirit has opened your eyes. Now He has given you access. He has granted you access into a mystery, into a revelation, into a truth. What did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? He says, He shall lead you into all truth. So how do we locate truth without the Holy Spirit? We cannot locate truth without the Holy Spirit. Without the help of the Holy Spirit, all we have is lies. If you want truth, it's the, it's the precious Spirit of God that leads you into all truth. So the Spirit of God grants you access. He takes the deep mysteries of God and breaks it down so you can understand it. Yeah. The Holy Spirit gives you access. You want to understand creation, you pick up your Bible and you ask the Holy Spirit, lead me into all truth about creation.
you want to understand who Jesus Christ is, you pick up your Bible, you read the word and you ask the Holy Spirit, lead me into the truth. You want to understand the mystery of finances, you ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes concerning finances. That's how you grant, you gain access. That's how you, ah, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, the Holy Spirit is your access pass. He allows you to enter any realm, any dimension. So if you develop a friendship with the Holy Spirit. I remember some years ago, I've been traveling and preaching and, you know, for a few years now. And I had not, uh, I had this desire to call out names publicly to prophesy when I'm prophesying. It's like, God, I want to understand how do these prophets call out names? How do these, these prophets call out names? I also want to call out names, God, just for fun. So one day I was sitting and praying and I was actually sitting with somebody. And as I was talking to this person in a vision, because I, I had been asking the Lord, like, I want to understand how do prophets call out names? So as I was sitting with this gentleman that I was having a coffee with, in right in front of me in a vision, I saw a hand begin to write a name and the letters were written in fire. And that's how I got my first name. And I, and I shared it with this person and, and, and I had picked the name of, of one of their colleagues who was going through some stuff in life. How? The Holy Spirit grants us access into the mysteries of God. This is just one simple thing I'm telling you. The Holy Spirit grants you access into the mysteries of God. Some of you want to know what your future is. Don't run after all these charlatans that write columns in newspapers. Don't go after demonic astrologers. They can't tell you your future. You develop a friendship with the precious Holy Spirit. He's the one that has written your future. Why go to a third man? Go to the one that authored your future. He can tell you what your future holds. Why go to a third person? Why go to some soothsayer? Why go to some demonic spirit? Some nonsense. Go to the author of your life. Go to the one that wrote your destiny. He will tell you layer by layer, page by page, what it is that he has desired and planned for you. Ah, man, I wish I had more time. I really, you know, if it were up to me, I would just bring all of you guys into our living room and sit and talk with you guys. I really wish I can do that. Maybe someday you guys all will come to our house. <laughs> I really wish we can just sit at a table, have some good food and discuss these things. And I can't believe it's already 19 minutes since I started. Someday we will all meet together and time will not be a restraint. But I hope you have been blessed this evening, people of God. Remember, my, my goal in teaching you these things is not to excite you. You have enough people to that are exciting you. My, my goal is to build you layer by layer, brick by brick, one precept at a time, so you can become a glorious house for the honor of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Ah, may the Lord richly bless you. Um, I want to invite you to join our telegram group join our telegram group i want to at some point do a q a with you guys 
I want to get to know you. I want to pray with you. I want to answer some of the questions you might have. So join our Telegram group. And before you exit this um, broadcast, I would like to hear from you as to how you were blessed today. If this information is ministering to you, is teaching you, tell us. So we know that all this effort, all this preparation is not in vain. We want to hear from you that you are being blessed by the work that God has allowed us to do. So I bless you richly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is well with you. It is well with you. It is well with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Please consider sharing it. And for more information, log on to harirao.com.